0: Hey there, my name is Andrew Sheehan and welcome to another episode of Recruiter's Review. As the year draws to a close, we wanted to take an episode and use it to share some behind the scenes insights into a common grey area in the marketing mix, events. We're just about to conclude on all of our events for 2018, but to learn and share why we're investing further into events as part of our 2019 marketing mix, how to measure an event or a why, and to outline the principles on which a good event is built upon, We handed the mic over to one of Ireland's leaders in this space, Jamie White. Jamie has been running events here in Ireland and across the world in some shape or form for the last 13 years. He has also built up and sold numerous businesses using events as a simple yet effective way to grow and scale each of them. In addition to Jamie being an award-winning entrepreneur, he also founded the Start Summit, an annual business conference held in Dublin in addition to the much anticipated annual conference Fresh Resolutions hosted every January. He now works with brands worldwide on their social media marketing through his business Leading Social. He still hosts numerous events and shares his business journey through consulting, public speaking and social media. In this chat with Jamie you'll get a sense of the unique marketing
1: opportunities that events bring to the table. You know when you're advertising you're advertising (sighs) You know, you're you're giving an impression um, or sorry, you're suggesting an impression whereas when you bring somebody in for an event you get to really wrap your arms around them you get to show them what you're all about you get to literally get there physically and chat to people which I think makes a much, much greater impression a much longer lasting impression
0: How to start small when it comes time to your own marketing or HR teams to try something like this?
1: I suppose the biggest thing with events is just to not get too carried away with yourself. Um, So, you know, you might have an image, and, you know, I talked about with these events that I'm very much hosting the events I wish were there for me or that I wanted to go to myself. Uh, That's important to a certain point, but then you need to really think of who you're selling it to um, in terms of, you know, all the various stakeholders. And how
0: events contribute to a happier workforce and ultimately a better business.
1: I think events, like, you know, a lot of businesses. Spend fortunes on team building exercises. Uh, events give a massive opportunity to bring teams together, to get them working in different fashions. Um, and, and so for, for me, the real thing is that whenever we're hosting an event, it's a great opportunity to take somebody out of their day to day, bring, to bring them into a kind of a different scenario. And you know, so, sometimes you're often really, really surprised. Sometimes people that you didn't appreciate a, a given skill in suddenly shine.
0: If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, you can tune in or download further episodes of Recruiter's Review on either our SoundCloud or iTunes stations. So, without further ado, let's hop into the studio where we're joined with Jamie White. Jamie, welcome to the Recruiter's Review podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So, just to set the scene a little bit, we just wrapped up our freelancing event at um, our Recruiters that you spoke very kindly at. And you also recently wrapped up a hugely successful conference, also known as The Start Summit, in Dublin Castle. Thank you. But before getting into the nooks and crannies of events and your own entrepreneurship in this space, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you've been, and how you got to where you are today?
1: Okay, um, I am 31. I'm based in Dublin and I have been in business myself in some way, shape, or form for the last 12, 13 years. Um, so I started off in college, I started hosting club nights. Um, what was good about that was it when I started, um, social media was just starting too, and I, uh, I suppose it kind of gave me a bit of a competitive edge because um, other more established promoters weren't using social media. We were able to scale up off the back of it. and I was hosting nights all over Ireland, North and South. Um, I then went into online publishing. I set up two online magazines. One was called CollegeTimes.com, The other one was called TeenTimes.com. Um I subsequently sold them uh, and established a social media marketing agency called Leading Social. Um, so they're based in Harcourt Street uh, they're great it's kind of a really nice space working with businesses and social media because so many people struggle with it don't quite know what their opportunity is through it um, and it's lovely helping them through that side and really giving them a competitive edge off the back of it and um, and yeah as you touched on I uh, I've continued on doing events uh, and I've really just kind of I, I really do events as a passion project so mm. um, for example, sake, when the Wolf of Wall Street, the movie was on, I uh, I hosted Jordan Belford for a talk following. Um, I, I'm really interested in Gary Vaynerchuk, so I brought him over for a, for a talk. Um, and then I was doing a lot of speak, speaking at startup events, and I felt that perhaps there was an opportunity for, for a slightly different type of event. And that's where the Start Summit came from. And right now... Um, I'm really I'm very interested in getting New Year's resolutions and setting yourself up for success at the start of the year Mm -hmm. Uh, and so to that end I'm in the middle of um, I'm prepping now for my second year of an event I host annually called Fresh Resolutions which is exactly all around that area cool nice one thank you Uh, what is it about
0: events that gets you up in the morning is it bringing people together is it the the thrill of getting a speaker or the thrill of just doing something really really big or is it more Strategic is, you know, is this very much in line with your your, your business
1: plan, your business strategy? So to be honest, there's a little bit of everything. Like for me, I love the fact that when it comes to events, there's no bullshitting. If you do a bad job, nobody will come, or if they do come, they'll see right through it and they'll hate you for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the flip side of that, if you do a really good job, one, you'll you'll perform really well, you'll do really well, and two, everybody will come in, they'll see it, they'll experience it, and they'll appreciate it. Um, so it, it's it, like I, I suppose success in it is very very transparent um, the second thing is it's 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 fantastic in that people do like to be involved with events people do like to go to events we're, we're the highest ticket buyers in Europe here in Ireland mm-hmm. um, uh, and for me it, it, it's a great um, it's a great way to meet people great way to network and for me I, I love meeting people love yeah. chatting to people so yeah. uh, it Fair kind of it tick- yeah it ticks that box yeah. for me which is great
0: yeah so, to any companies out there, or marketing teams, or even HR professionals that are thinking about doing more events in twenty nineteen, and um, you know that, that can be quite hard to convince some of your peers. So, why should a company do events? You know, what do events provide a company that advertising doesn't?
1: Well, the, you know, when you're advertising, you're advertising. You know, you're you're giving uh, an impression. Um, or sorry, you're suggesting an impression, whereas when you bring somebody in for an event, you get to really wrap your arms around them. You li- yeah. get to show them what you're all about. You get to literally get there physically mm. and chat to people, mm. which I think makes a much, much greater uh, impression, a much longer lasting impression. Um, so I, I think there are, you know, we, in marketing, we, we talk about a marketing mix and there's num- numerous different touch points. Um, but I think events give a huge big touch point um, and give a really strong return on investment provided the events are constructed right yeah. um, I could waffle on for hours on that point so I'll pull myself back
0: No but what I like about what you said there and you know events um, as a marketing manager are always one of the hardest things to convince your peers to do because you know measuring them and um, seeing the return on investment can often be difficult but I read a really interesting article there recently and sorry listeners I can't remember who it was by but It was all around, you know, forget B2B, forget B2C, you know, it's human to human. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think events are something, you know, that kind of really brings to the fore. So, for anyone that just to kind of give everyone a bit of an idea, a bit of a flavor for what to expect from some of your previous events, and you touched on them, uh, the Start Summit, Fresh Resolutions, uh, Jordan Bedford. what kind of experience should people expect when they come to some of your events? And you can pick one
1: and, and go from there. To be honest, like the, the events that I I host, they're very much the events I wish I was going to myself. Um, so the first thing is they're personal. Um, you know, the, the speakers that I host, I either know them or they're speakers that I really really want to hear myself. And um, the experience, I, I walk through the kind of the consumer experience over and over and over, thinking how can I t- how can I tick this box? How can I make it right? And then at the end of the day they're human, as in there's a human behind them so that they're, uh, you know, a lot of the events I host are annual events and uh, and so they're all on the journey of their, their own mm. and what I mean by that is, you know, when you have an idea for an event in your head, it's in your head and realising that or bringing it to life in its first instance is really, really challenging and um, but you don't see everything that you need to do it's only once you've hosted it that you see the opportunities for improvement so a year one event is very very different to a year two event and similarly once you've kind of tweaked all those amends well no sooner have you done that you see perhaps all the other areas for opportunity so every every event is also human and there's you know there's uh that there's a lot that's good about it and there's a lot that a lot of areas to build on or improve, improve upon which you know nobody when they're selling what they do wants to say but the fact of mm. the matter is that that's the case yeah. um, but what, what I try to do with anything that I'm promoting is yeah, make it really really human mm-hmm. make it really really personal mm-hmm. um, it's why for the majority of events I actually promote them through my own social media I detach them away from my business yeah. um, and I think that um yeah i i think that's i think that's a really nice way of doing them because you know there's 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 huge accountability in that um as there's such um as there's such traceability for all the consumers they know exactly who's behind it and who's hosting it yeah
0: yeah i've I've noticed you're doing a lot of that on on social media as well and it's just really interesting that you do it just through your own kind of personal network because you are bringing it back to that you know personalization piece as well it's not just a brand screaming and shouting it's as the organiser, you
1: know, it's, you, know yeah. you obviously have a real passion for this Yeah, do yeah, d- 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 you know, if, like, if I'm really transparent, when I started, I just didn't have any money to establish a brand on top of establishing the brand that I was gonna, of the event that I was going to host. Mm. Um, and I knew in Ireland, you know, when something is hosted for the first time, people are interested in it, but they're much more interested in who's behind it. Mm. And so rather than kind of hiding behind some brand that I've created as well, I just thought, right, you know what, I'll be front and centre here. Um, from any research I've done online uh, people buy from people mm-hmm. um, and so I felt it would stand to me but yeah if, if I'm completely honest initially speaking it was just a case of budgets yeah. um, I had an established presence on social media so use that rather than establishing a whole new one mm-hmm. uh, in advance of launching a whole new a new event I think that'll come though I think with the events as, as they build a bit of a momentum there's a natural kind of journey from myself on to something new yeah. uh, that'll be really really exciting because yeah. it takes a bit of a pressure off um, uh, and I think what what's nice is if you if you build it as I have, I think you sew in a lot of the cultural kind of cultural standards. as uh, bed you know, accountable, mm. transparent, uh, human, um, personable, um, and personable, I, and I think you can sew them into the fa- fabric then of a brand that you fa- that you establish off the back of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Let's just talk a little bit about Fresh Resolutions because, well, time is cool. flying and um, I know we're only in October, but it's only around the corner before people start making their own new Fresh Resolutions. Um, what was the problem that you saw that you hope to solve with this event?
1: Yeah, so it started very much, um, so I'm the type of person that uh, goes a bit mad at Christmas um, and very much kind of between Christmas and New Year's, I have a, like a semi-quarter life crisis. And I'm like, oh god, what am I? There. Yeah, what am I doing with myself? And so I, uh, I start journaling like mad. I start setting all these ridiculous goals for myself, and uh, I launch into the new year with these high expectations for myself, only to kind of fall a little bit on my face two, three, four weeks in. And so, a couple of years ago, I thought to myself, Do you know, it would be great. I'd love to, I'd love to bring in some of the best consultants when it comes to, you know, looking after yourself, uh, goal setting, overcoming obstacles, all those kind of fundamental, necessary skills that really, really uh, are your kind of foundationary building blocks. And initially I thought, look, I'll just do it for my team. And then I, you know, I talked to one consultant and talked to another. And then budgets wise, I was like, God, you know, I'm not going to do this for my team. I better do it out a bit bigger Mm -hmm. to justify this. And before I knew it, I launched myself into Fresh Resolutions. But, you know, I think it's a nice, uh, it's a a nice initial thought before, you know, to get into an event to be like, right, look, this is the event that I want for myself and for my team. Mm -hmm. Um, and to build it from there rather than here's good timing mm. here's a good idea we'll make a lot of cash off it yeah um, I think, you know, when you, when you... People will see right through that. You, people will they, see right yeah. through it. But when there's a real pure agenda and initial sense, I actually think ultimately speaking down the line, that's what we'll do really, really well. So yeah, that's yeah. what we're up to with it.
0: So after resolutions, resolution, you kind of have um, different areas, right? And one area might be mindfulness, another area might be productivity in the workplace and that kind
1: of thing. So there's four parts to it. Yeah. Um, so the first part is kind of like the social aspect. So uh, very conscious of who comes, um, so they all kind of fit an attendee profile. That's really important for networking. It's also really important for atmosphere. Um, now, to kind of foster that, I'm really conscious of uh, the food. So uh, say this year, for example, say we partnered with the happy pair. So every included in, in the tickets, every attendee has a complimentary breakfast, lunch, snacks, drinks, tea, coffee, goodie bags, all compliments of the happy pair. Really good, healthy, wholesome food. That's the kind of thing that people don't expect. And when they get it, it puts a bit of a better smile on their face or a bit of a bigger smile on their face. It relieves a bit of stress, pushes a bit of energy. It really contributes to the atmosphere of the Mm -hmm. event. Um, The second part then is our main stage, which is really kind of centered around inspiring talks so the kind of themes are mindfulness and mental health uh, I have Alison Cannon coming in speaking in that space she's a real leader uh, I think nationally here on that in that area and um, Happy Pair themselves uh, speaking about health and happiness again real national leaders in that mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. two uh, keynotes that I've yet to release but uh, one in overcoming obstacles and goal setting and the other one in body language and communication skills again fundamental skills that will really help people set themselves up for the year ahead yeah. Um that's all kind of very much centered around inspiring people um there's a very fundamentally helpful stage um where we cover such things as overcoming addictions mm. um uh building a financial plan for yourself i think that's really really interesting um understanding body movement and a stretching routine it's mad to have that but i i actually think it's something that uh is really really helpful um, and then our exhibitors hall, um, a lot of these kind of health and wellness events, they sent their exhibitor hall center around food. Uh, we've given all the food to happy pair. And so in our exhibitors hall, there's no food. It's, it's very much kind of funda- fundamentally helpful people in their space. So, for example, say at Fresh Resolutions, there's a, a recruitment agency. Because mm. a lot of people would have the idea of a new job for their new year ahead. Um, we'd have a mortgage brokerage, because a lot of people would be thinking, Do you know what, I want to get myself a mortgage, I want to get myself on the property ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, there is again exhibiting an addiction expert, somebody in weight management, um, somebody in financial management. Again, because those are real problems that people have, they might identify them over the course of the day or in the period leading up to, and if they partnered with a therapist in that space, it would really set them up for success throughout the year ahead. Mm-hmm. So the idea is across the whole spread of the event that you come to this, you either know, um, you know where you want to improve or you find out areas where you want to improve and all the kind of fundamental help helping uh, people are there. Uh, to support you in your pursuit of that in the year ahead. So uh, yeah, the idea idea or success for me is just people, um, people realizing their full potential either in the weeks to come or the months to come or the years to come. And in hosting it last year, what was lovely is there's not a month actually that goes by where I don't get like a thank you mail off the back of it saying, just want to let you know the event was really supportive. Um, I found a new me over the course of the year. I know that sounds real cliche or a little silly, but actually it's it's amazing to yeah. host an event like that and get that kind of response.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And one of the things that I found from running a couple of events with recruiters is that follow-up. When you, do, when you do kind of feel you have made an impact on on someone, um, you know, we were doing it for freelancers and freelancers never really had a platform where they could all come into one room mm. and just talk to each other and potentially build business for each other. Uh, so I can see where you get that motivation from, and like that is, it, you know, you can feel it, you can see it, you know. We're just talking about success, and you, you, you know, one of your focuses from the events is, um, other people's success and uh, from their resolutions. But let's just talk about business goals, okay? And bringing it back down to you know business and bottom line. What are your some? What are your big goals, and not just from fresh resolutions, but from any events? Um, what are your goals from uh, events and? what should a company's goals be when planning an event now or in the future?
1: Okay, so um, for me when it comes to uh, for me so I I own a social media agency and my goals for them are quite simple so it's independently led so we have an an MD in there uh, Hannah Corky she's fantastic she's doing an outstanding job so I want her to independently lead the business separate to myself Mm. and that it's stable and growing. So we're not having some months where we think we're about to hang. Uh, We, as the business is stable and growing stably. Um, Obviously profitable. Um, um, So those are, I suppose, would be three goals with the guys to that business. But with the guys to any business, what I feel, or what I believe, is that everybody involved um, should do well from it. Uh, That it has this kind of 360 positivity. So in an agency, what I mean by that is that the staff uh, really happy, really doing well. Um, that The people that we come in contact with, our customers, really happy, really doing well. Uh, the supporting service providers to us, really happy, really doing well. Um, success for me when it comes to business is that everybody wins. And that's the exact same in events. So the exhibitors, the speakers, the venue, the suppliers, the attendees, they're all winning. Um, I think it's very, very easy to succeed in business at the expense of somebody else. I think there's nothing um, to be less proud of than that, Um, whereas I think there's nothing to be more proud of in business when everybody wins, when you're doing good in every direction. And So when it comes to my business goals um, or when it comes to these events, it's all centered around that, creating an agency that does really, really well for everybody involved or creating events that do really, really well for everybody involved. Um, and, and that's obviously me Me at the end of the day I want to financially do very very well from the businesses but I don't want to do it at the expense of, of someone or in cutting corners and, and as I said for me that is a massively detracting factor I think there's nothing as I said to be less proud of than you know profiting uh, at somebody else's expense or because you cut a corner I just think it's, sh- it's shameful um, so yeah so that's those would be my goals Great.
0: really good advice thank you very much Hey there, Andrew from Recruiters here. We'll be back with our guests in just a moment, but I wanted to quickly tell you about one of Recruiter's flagship services for employers, Recruiter Source. Recruiter Source enables you to overcome the obstacles of scaling and/or localising your team here in Ireland. As a trusted extension of your management team, we remove the burdens associated with sourcing and attracting talent your planned vacancies and thus enable you to stay focused on what you do best, growing your business. Recently awarded Managed Services Recruitment Product of the Year at the All-Star Business Awards, RecruiterSource enables you to hire at volume fast with unparalleled success. For more information on our flagship service, check out recruiters.ie forward slash services. But for now, let's hop back to the studio where we're joined with Jamie White. What are some of the very early lessons you learned when you first started to uh, get going on your events?
1: Uh, I suppose the biggest thing with events is just to not get too carried away with yourself. Um, so you know, you might have an image and you know, I talked about with these events that I'm very much hosting the events I wish were there for me or that I wanted to go to myself. That's important to a certain point, but then you need to really think of who you're selling it to um, in terms of you know all the various stakeholders, um, predominantly the very people you're going to be selling it to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the time when people get into events, they, they get distracted with their own ideas, they forget about who it is that they're presenting it to, and when they eventually launch, it's actually, it just doesn't sync at all with their target market. Um, So keeping your target market in mind and keeping all the various stakeholders in mind is so, so important. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: and you're kind of touching on different stakeholders there. There's obviously a lot of collaboration between loads of different teams, potentially in the company, um, when it comes to running events. How does or should that look like in reality? So, you know, marketing, putting on an event, it can't be just marketing. How should they
1: bring everyone in to get them behind? Yeah, so uh, th- that's actually a mistake I've I've made in the past where I've just done an event entirely myself, and uh, and then when you go to host it, you you're wondering why nobody else is, wa- is cares about it or wants to be involved in it. Um, I I think events like you know a lot of businesses uh, spend fortunes on team building exercises. Uh, events give a massive opportunity to bring teams together to get them working in different fashions. Um, and and so for for me the real thing is that whenever we're hosting an event it's a great opportunity to take somebody out of their day to day to bring bring them into a kind of a different scenario and you know so sometimes you're often really really surprised sometimes people that you didn't appreciate a, a given scale in suddenly shine um and and so and and then on the other side it can be really really strengthening for teams in terms of just bring them all together mm. um so for, for me i i think it's when you're hosting an event I just think it, it provides a great opportunity to bring two people together so why not and how do you do that you delegate all the various tasks based on individual skill sets or just based on problems that are there and idle hands um, but it, but as I said it's such a good opportunity it's such a shame not to take advantage of it yeah
0: I, I've seen that directly as well recruiters here where I uh, we've, we've kind of run two big events in 2018 and it's very much high of my priority list and my marketing strategy next year to run more events again just bringing it back to that like human-to-human piece. But what I've found is that when I have some of the consultants in here on the panel or speaking or presenting at an event, they might at the beginning kind of go, oh, no, does really, does it have to be me. But afterwards, they're just glowing. And yeah. They want to do it again. And not only that, but when their colleagues see them up on a stage or when, if any of my colleagues are at, are, at, are at any of our events, they leave it coming up of a way very proud to be part of a company that put on such an event And they'd hate to be there and kind of go, I wish recruiters would do something like this. You know, I'm sick of going to other people's events, but I feel that there's a real confidence boost from a company morale point of view. And then there's an individual boost when people come off a stage and they're just buzzing and they're wondering when they can do it again. And they build that confidence.
1: Big time. Yeah. You know, it's it's so it's so nice when you see it. Um, as, I, I think there's loads of different value points. It's hard to actually, it's hard to grasp them. Mm-hmm. It's actually only when you go about hosting one that you see them come to life and mm-hmm. it's brilliant.
0: Mm-hmm. So for any of our listeners thinking about starting their own series of events, maybe in 2019 or to run up to the end of 2018, whether that be, you know, just an individual running an event or whether it be an entrepreneur of a small company, or teams, you know, marketing teams, HR teams at grad fairs or recruitment uh, fairs. What are some of the key things for planning? And how do you go about, how did they? How would they go about getting the support they need internally to do that?
1: I think it's exactly what we touched on there. You bring everybody together. So use an event to bring people together, get everybody involved in it. So you know you're not pitching something foreign to people you're actually pitching something that everybody's involved in already yeah um and you know the more people involved the more people will hear about it the easier it will be to to bring in the numbers that you want and um, so i I just think when you're when you're planning an event look at your wider network and look at all those that you can bring into it mm-hmm. um it ultimately then makes it much much easier to to uh, to publicise it because there's so many people involved. Yeah. The simple word of mouth will do you right.
0: Yeah. Cool. And we've kind of touched on planning and execution, but let's talk about follow up. You know, a marketer, say for instance, running an event afterwards, they'll be kind of going, they'll be asked, okay, so you know, what exactly do we get from that? Other than just great morale for the company, yeah. you know, meeting our customers, which is great, but in terms of bottom line, so. How should a marketer that's running an event keep that momentum going afterwards? You know, is it following up with guests? Is it, you know, is it, you know let's just avoid that whole idea of circus marketing where we do a load of pre-promotion and loads of promotion in the day and then afterwards it just goes dead. What should a marketer or anyone running an event do to follow up after an event?
1: Uh, interesting so this is an area where I dropped the ball previously um, and it's something I'm really really conscious of so the fact is once you've got everybody in and once everybody's experienced it they're going to want some sort of follow up Um, and by that I mean twofold one in terms of what they thought so a quick mail to everybody saying look I'd love to hear your thoughts and not making it hard or open actually saying you know how would you rate this out of 1 to 10 a quick simple uh, simple survey can be really, really helpful uh, in terms of actually getting a transparent look at what people thought of the event and an idea on how to build from there. Um, but I, for me, I always think you, you need to think long-term with events because, as I said, you, you host your first event and it presents opportunities for improvement and that you can then act on as soon, as soon as you do. It'll similarly present more areas for opportunity. So there is a journey that you take when you start hosting events. And so when I think you do one, you should be thinking two, three, four in advance, um, or sorry, ahead. Um, So that your first event, you're hosting, you're talking about your second event at the first event, you follow up with your first event asking for feedback and also presenting um, a teaser for the second one. Once you've got the feedback from the first one and all that is applied to the second one, then you you then properly launch the second one, you repeat the process over again all the time tightening up exactly what it is that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely,
0: it, it falls into, like many things in marketing, it's about you know repetition and consistency, without just doing that one big thing, and then just never doing anything like it again, but it's yeah. steadily, you know, doing events is part of a series, so, you know, you can only build on your mistakes, and on success, and to not get disheartened, I guess, if the first one didn't go too well, um, because I think the more you do of them, your brand will start becoming associated with them and not only then will your your event probably be better but more people will go just in the back of they think okay these guys aren't just doing this once off this is actually part of something that they're you know planning on doing for long term and therefore because they got my support and I'll go yeah yeah sweet Jamie some really really good advice there and as part of this uh, uh, podcast we ask all our guests uh, a couple of quick fire uh, questions so you up for the challenge? yeah lovely Okay, first quick fire. One thing you do every day for each of the following. One, to enhance your energy levels.
1: Uh, drink a green drink. Okay. Mm. Like a juice or a green tea? Uh, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a, uh, a cold-pressed juice hippie um, that uses spinach, celery, kale, avocado, ginger, lime, Um. Yeah, seven degrees. It yeah, I'm sure oh, it's, it's, good. it's, it's it, actually it's hilarious in that I crave them, but if ever I give a taster to somebody else, they retch straight away. So there's no sugar in it. It is as green as you get. It's one
0: thing I don't ever says about you, and I've mentioned it a couple of times. and work with you as well. It's your energy levels, so it must, be, it must work. Thank you. Uh, so so sticking with that, on that, one thing you do every day. Uh, what's the one thing you do to increase productivity?
1: Uh, schedule, schedule, schedule. So I am a big fan of Google Calendar, and at the same time um, of Wonderlist. So uh, all my to-dos are broken into lists, and all what I'm doing is broken into a schedule. Um, so I just plan 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 and it just it, it, the biggest thing for me is that it just it takes any of the stresses or any of the things the thoughts of oh I have to remember this or I have to remember that yeah. it's all down into reminders which is fantastic so I wake up my schedule is in front of me and what I need to do is in front of me and it's continually building in the background it's great.
0: Simple and effective and there's something very nice about crossing something off a schedule. Big it's time going, yeah it's everyone loves a good list I love a good list yeah so okay next quick fire one book that has inspired you and why Uh,
1: god do you know what I don't read enough Mm. So I've got a fancy uh, load of books because everybody gives me a really nice business book. On a, 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 but sorry, I, I've been given so many really, really nice business books, but I actually don't read that much.
0: There was one guy that uh, inspired you in particular. You went to one of his events when you were younger. Anthony Robbins. Anthony yeah. Robbins.
1: So I'm a big fan of him. Um, he's a book, uh, Unleash the Power Within. Um, that's actually his event, uh, Awaken. Uh, the Giant Within, I think, is his book. I read that. I think that was really, really good. Um, but yeah, I just feel dreadful. I, I, I when it, people will always go, "What podcast you listen to?" I don't listen to any podcasts. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, listen to this one. <laughs> no, I, it's like I, I see. I, weirdly, success. You're on me, a schedule. You're busy. No, no, su- Success for me is uh, is deleting apps on my phone. Is less and less and less distractions, mm. and. Um, and as little impulsive distraction as possible so what I mean by that is scrolling through a news feed listening to a song just because hell I played next mm. um, it takes out a bit of variety but it also it opens up a huge amount of time gives you focus makes sense. Yeah.
0: yeah no it does indeed uh, especially in this world where it's very easy to get distracted mm. ok next quick forum. Um the worst event you've attended and why?
1: Uh, You don't need to name names, we don't want to,
0: but you can just give us a general overview of why it was so bad.
1: No, it was a guy called JT Fox. He hosted an event here in Ireland, and he's just... uh, I think he's a real... I think there's a lot of self-help people that don't have any agenda in terms of self-helping. Uh, sorry, helping people. Uh, they they're more there to exploit vulnerable people, mm. and I've never seen it as evidently so as in the case of his event. He hosted an event here in Ballsbridge and it was just really sad. Being a, being, uh, I came because I had an I, I I wanted to see it in action, and I actually had to leave within about forty minutes because I just mm. couldn't believe how. Uh, how bold it all was, basically. You see right through. Yeah, exactly. Now, right, I'm yeah. sure it could do as
0: well. And it comes back to what you were saying, to run a bigger. Your your own morals and values have to be right in the backbone of your events.
1: Exactly, and it was zero.
0: Okay, so just three do's and don'ts for anyone thinking about hosting their own event for work.
1: Uh don't initially do it for profit because most events lose money in the first instance. Uh don't uh think you know everything mm. make sure you have a focus group that you're working with all the time otherwise you get carried away with yourself and build something unrecognizable to what it really should be uh mm. on that same note do uh be open to uh, the support of others um, and do try to recruit mm. uh, the support of others around you the more people involved the easier it will be ultimately to fill a room mm-hmm. um That's three.
0: Yeah, that's cool. You just touched on recruitment there, and obviously our recruiters were very interested in recruitment, and I know you have a couple of businesses that you're currently running. So just for some of our more kind of... Uh, Candidate-focused listeners, Uh, what would be one top tip for them interviewing at your business? What do you look
1: for? Uh, The biggest thing I think shines through in any interview is somebody that doesn't allow themselves to be solely and totally interviewed, but actually starts interviewing us. The fact of the matter is, you know, for any individual, they need to make sure that they're coming into an environment that's going to see them thrive. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, an interview can't be one way. Uh, It has to be both ways. Somebody needs to make sure that they're coming into the right environment to complement them. Um, and that shows a huge amount of confidence, um, and, and it puts puts a, an, an interviewer on the back foot a little bit. Um, so for for us, that's normally the first thing that we we would look at: are they are they asking us questions, or are they not? If they're not, I think that says a lot. Mm. And if they are, I think similarly, it says a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think whenever I've interviewed a couple of guys, when they do start asking me those difficult questions, it just automatically builds in this element of respect.
1: Big time. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um,
0: that's what it's all about really if you're going to be working with each other uh, that much you want to respect and you know you want them to have an opinion big time okay Jamie look this has been absolutely great thanks again I know you're just off a flight from the States and you're a busy man but thanks for coming in today pleasure where can some of our listeners find out more about you and some of your upcoming events
1: just literally at Jamie White or jamiewhite.com and uh, hopefully some of them will come to the next event
0: (laughs) well I'll be there and some, some of my team as well good 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 thanks Jamie no pleasure you've been listening to the recruiters review podcast for more episodes visit soundcloud.com forward slash recruiters review if you'd like to subscribe search for recruiters review in itunes and for even more great content check out recruiters.ie forward slash blog recruiters.ie we're looking for you